0: This week, on Soundtrack Alley Spotlight, I'll be delving into the music of Basil Pallodorus with Cherry 2000. I'll go into the background just a bit, and really share my feelings on the score. It's all today, and it starts now! I am your host, Randy Andrews, and today I've decided to delve into Cherry 2000 from 1987. I have went back and forth wondering if I should choose a movie I've never really seen, like Beetlejuice, or choose a movie that I've actually enjoyed and really appreciated the score even more. With Cherry 2000, yes, it wasn't an excellent film, however, it's post-apocalyptic, And there's Melanie Griffith in it. And it's fun and slightly disturbing for some of the film. I think it holds true to the main genre for the type of film that it is. What's Cherry 2000 about? Here's the basic plot. In a post-apocalyptic California of 2017, Sam Treadwell, David Andrews, manages a recycling plant. His companion is Cherry 2000, played by Pamela Gidley, a lifelike robot who caters to his every need. When Cherry expires, Treadwell refuses to settle for a newer, less attractive robot. Salvaging the chip containing her personality, he hires tracker E. Johnson, played by Melanie Griffith, to lead him through the lawless desert zone where a replacement Cherry 2000 model can be found. This is what I love about this film. It's set in 2017, and this film was made back in 1988. Everyone sure didn't have a lot of faith in the societies of the time. Anyway, Basil Pellidorus did the score for the film, and I just adore this music. This tongue-in-cheek B-rate Science fiction action flick stars with Melanie Griffith as a female mercenary in the post-apocalyptic world of robot infiltration, societal disorder in California and Nevada, with flashy cars, atrocity, dumb dialogue, I didn't have to differ on some of that, In futuristic sexuality on the line, the film holds no punches in its lighthearted, Mad Max depiction of future societal brutality. Cherry 2000 was the kind of project that allowed the composer Basil Palladoras to use the opportunity as his own testing grounds for his budding instrumental ideas, especially involving synthesizer techniques, and have unhindered. Fun in the process of venturing into the realm of futuristic Western. By this time, palladorus was beginning to really get the knack of combining massive orchestral performances with trademark electronic rhythms and synthesized instruments, setting the framework for a variety of subsequent hybrid scores, culminating, interestingly enough, in Free Willy. While RoboCop was initially the more popular expression of this experimentation, Cherry 2000 would eventually reveal itself to be the Dark Horse winner in these endeavors. Cherry 2000 makes its name with personality alone, tackling the futuristic western genre by expressing itself with backwards-looking themes against a backdrop of synthetic rhythms and electronic de- guitars. The Hungarian orchestral performances highlight several well-developed themes, and as usual for Polydorus, these motifs weave in and out of each other in every cue and change their guises as the score progresses. The film opens with Pallodorus' sappy love theme, a wishy-washy and overly sensitive representation of the male lead's obsession with his Cherry 2000 quote unquote sex robot. Intriguingly, while this idea is conveyed by strings and solo woodwinds throughout these early scenes, and many flashbacks with his love affair with the machine, Polidorus shifts to the electronic realm for the romantic interactions between the man and Griffith's mercenary. It swells into an action theme during the plane sequence in End of Lester*, and explodes with banging chimes and full symphonic glory at the outset of The End with almost ridiculous pomposity. In many ways, the love theme is the core of the score's narrative, which is really unique, the only idea to truly evolve throughout its length. The nutty villain, Lester, is treated with a quirky keyboarded idea starting in moving and dominating the second half of the score. In Truck Fight and Lester on the Move, Polydorus combines the strangely light-footed Celestia-like tone of the synthetic keyboarding for this motif with muscular orchestral backing, an odd but effective approach to the character. In both Truck Fight and Lights On, among others, this motif is overtaken by the primary Western-themed to The Female Mercenary, which is played by Melanie Griffith. Almost the entirety of Polydorus tribute material is to Ennio Morricone in Cherry 2000, and it's dedicated specifically to Melanie Griffith's character, though the stylish solo electric guitar in Drive to Glory Hole is an early exception. Several different phases within this theme clearly addresses this parody element, none with fuller development than in the latter stages of Thrashing of Sky Ranch. The light treatment of this idea early in E. Flip Sam is notable in that it represents practicality, the only soft statement of the identity. Polydorus is almost constantly heard exploring one of his amusing parody themes. There are even a few secondary ideas for specific themes, a notable one for the harmonically pleasing rising figures at the end of Magneto and with the synthetic choir during the entirety of Pipeline. The mock of western rhythms by themselves are a subset of the heroine's theme often including deep brass, minor third percussions, and standard percussion appropriate to the genre, but usually accompanied by futuristic waves of electronic mastery foreshadowing the tones of wind, especially at the outset of End of Lester." In the cues like The Barricades and Photograb, which Photograb will not be included today, Uh, These cute but very palatable rhythms carry passages often about a minute long. The highlight is that it loops into their synthetic effects, and it's arguably like Lights On, a cue accompanying the start of the climatic fight in a Las Vegas casino, but opening with 20 seconds of futuristic wonder that most sci-fi movie makers would probably love to steal for the opening frames of their own project. The last 80 seconds of thrashing of Sky Ranch, however, is more sustained, singular in its highlight that employs some challenging rhythmic meter changes that brilliantly express the composer's knack for playing to the stereotypes in the genre. On the whole, while Paladors accomplishes with this charming combination of future and past is a remarkably effective score with a very distinct personality. Nothing remotely like Cherry 2000 has been written by Polydorus or any other composer before or after, making it a very refreshing glimpse into an untapped subgenre of parody. There's a touch of Jerry Goldsmith to be heard in the meandering light electronics at times, especially in the sensitive woodwind and keyboarded statement, of the live theme in ambush in the cave the vigorous pace of its chase cues offering familiar deep and pulsating synthetic rhythms with pounding timpani on every measure the hungarian ensemble utilizes, utilized for cherry 2000 doesn't seem to be that large but their lack of depth is fully compensated by a driving enthusiasm for in their performance. Some of that creative, flashy soundscape is written right into Polydorus composition, but sharp performances by every section of the orchestra highlights cues throughout the score. The ensemble is enlarged by a wet mixing sound and deep bass. The bass strings will cause your floor to vibrate, which is pretty cool. And that allows the electronic instruments to echo along with the organic elements. This effect also enhances the futuristic feeling of the score. In sum, Cherry 2000 is a comedic western parody with electronic guitars that never sound hokey and how Paladoras managed to pull it off so well is a mystery. It's a perfect match between synthesizers and orchestral traditions With neither element allowed to overshadow the other. It stands alongside Goldsmith's Hoosiers as one of those great electronically rooted scores that sucks you into its themes and emotions to such an extent that even ardent detractors of such hybrid music may cease to notice the synths, like myself. Some listeners won't care for the prancing attitude inherent in the silliness of certain scenes either, even when the emotion Polidorus is trying to convey is one of more serious connotations, like the love theme. The lack of ensemble depth at times may also bother those expecting to hear the composer's beefier orchestral mannerisms from the area, such as Conan and um, Robocop. That said, if you allow the score to creep into your list of favorite all-time guilty pleasures, which happens to be my favorite, I truly appreciate this score, uh, that said, it could happen to those of you who have heard thousands of scores and ache for originality. Then Cherry 2000 could very well be a five-star score and it's a reliably refreshing change of pace that you may find yourself returning to often on a respite from the plethora of otherwise less than inspiring film music that come from the software generation of composers in subsequent decades. This fact is in part why the score has remained one of the most notable on album in the history of soundtrack CDs fetching thousands of dollars for a single copy and eventually afforded limited treatment by no less than three separate specialty labels. The original album for Cherry 2000 was for his Saraban, a very first club title in 1989, limited to 1,500 copies and plagued by a number of issues. The treatment of Cherry 2000 on the Prometheus album is subsequently substantially better than what you get on the Varez collectible, with the cues presented mostly in film order, additional material sprinkled throughout, and a correct track listing on the 2004 listing. The additional cues aren't terribly exciting or important with the exception of a rousing rendition of Lester's theme in Lights Out. Other additional cues are largely redundant and short in length, the overall time padded by three alternate mixes, only two of which are labeled as such. Lesser on the Move is simply an alternate version of Moving and Through Both are Entertaining. The same musical contents and master source were accessed by Entrada Records in 2011, for yet another re-release of the score on CD, this time switching the track titles and their order once again. The 1,500-copy product did accomplish two purposes, primarily meeting continued demand for the score since the 2004 album is out of print. And on any album, Cherry 2000 is fantastically overachieving score representing a composer at arguably the prime of his career, one that very closely skirts five-star territory. If you could never get a hold of Cherry 2000 in its previous forms, now is definitely the time to do so. With all the background on the score, it's surprising that the movie doesn't get more love. There was an article recently from a 2017, ironically, uh, issue of Den of Geek. The question holds, what did Cherry 2000 get right about 2017? Are there comparisons? Are there actual things that in 2017 making it a better adaptation? One thing remains, and that is the sex industry has developed their robotic system of pleasure-seeking to a greater, higher degree, uh, such as an assistant professor in ethics at a technical university He had said, if we're talking about individuals who are not only disabled, but have been traumatized in some ways, this could be a beneficial instrument, if you will, to help them in their sexual healing process. There are absolutely some benefits to the technology, but like everything else, there's a balance. You have to strike a balance between lack of regulation. So you have to find a way to balance and you can really harness the good. I don't know what good you can get out of a sex robot, but there we have it from the quote-unquote experts in the field. I find it really appalling that they even exist, but there is the tech. Apparently, that is the only similarity to the modern age. It's sad that only the sex industry gets advanced in one form of this film. I enjoyed this film and To me, it's achieved cult status. The music is wonderful despite many misgivings of what it is. There's some suites of music I'd like to share with you today. First of all, I'll play Cherry 2000 Main Title, Flashback, Drive to Glory Hole, E Flip Sam, The Barricades, and Magneto. This is just to begin looking at the score. I really appreciate the synth music and orchestra blending together to give us this adventure. I hope you enjoy this music. Next on our show, I'd like to share with you Pipeline, Thrashing of Sky Ranch, Hooded Love, Ambush in the Cave, Truck Fight, and Jake Killed. This really helps the action pick up. Basil Pallodorus really lets himself go with this score, and I'm really glad for its originality. I hope you enjoy this suite. (laughs) Sadly, we've come down to another end of Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I'd like to thank Alexander Shebel for composing Soundtrack Alley's theme music. You can find his work at Xanderscores.com. To close out the show, I'd like to play Plane to Vegas, Cherry Awakens, The End of Luster, and The End. You can follow me through social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm now on Spotify under Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. Follow my blog at SoundtrackAlley.net, soon to be SoundtrackAlley.com. Please note that, that very soon, I will be changing my blog site to SoundtrackAlley.com. Not quite, I will inform all of you when that takes place. And you can also email me through SoundtrackAlley at Yahoo.com. Find the score to Cherry2000 on Amazon and iTunes. And the links will be in the show notes for those. And until next time, happy listening.